podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube and podcast channel. We are back with another match preview. The international break is over. Rejoice, rejoice. We are back with Premier League football, club football on a weekend. Um, I'm Scott, I'm your host for this one. And this week, I'm joined by Chris and Daryl. Boys, we'll jump straight into this one. Um, obviously, it's a home fixture against Crystal Palace. This coming Saturday, uh, October 21st. For those of you watching afterwards, I don't know why you would be, but if you do, there you go. Um, it's not on UK TV, uh, which I think is two weeks in a row now, uh, or two games in a row, because obviously the international break. Um, mm -hmm. What are our thoughts on this one, boys? Are, are we looking forward to this match? Uh, Chris, I'll come to you first. I'm, 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 these days, I'm always looking forward to Newcastle matches, mate. Um, like, like every single week, I'm buzzing. Um, I feel as if this international breaks it's flown over a lot quicker than what the, the normally mm. take. Um, I know it's only really been a week overall, and um, that that's been away. There's one match, uh, one game weekend which we've missed. Um, but I'm I'm always buzzing for the match. It's, it's I know uh, I'll be on about this quite a bit. I'm not a huge fan of international football, so my time during this break is just a time away from football. Um, but I'm I'm absolutely buzzing to get back in St James's Park. Um, I think last time they obviously was the, the PSG game, Daryl, if I remember right. That would have been the last yeah, time in St. James's. Yeah. Um, a lot to live up to, um, but, but fingers crossed we'll, we'll get a few more goals in the bag. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, Daryl, are you uh, looking forward to getting back into St. James's Park at uh, half past 11, as you normally <laughs> do on a Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> well, I am really looking forward to getting back in there now. I feel fully rested after the, the rest that was definitely needed after the last little clutch of games there before the international break started. I've sort of really switched off from football altogether. So I've never, I didn't really watch any of the England games while they were on. Um, I just had a, a nice seven to 10 days just away from everything. And now I can get ready and get built up and get ready to come back on Saturday and be ready to cheer the lads on for another crucial run of fixtures. Yeah, well, um, before we jump in to have a little look at Crystal Palace and Newcastle, here is a little word from our sponsor. The Gallagher Shots Match Preview is brought to you by Magpin. Magpin are the go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enamel pin badges of Newcastle United players, legends and retro kits. For more information, visit their website at magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. Yeah, so Crystal Palace on Saturday, as I've already mentioned, um, they're doing okay. I wouldn't say they're having a great start of the season, but they're not having a bad one at that point either. Uh, Darrell, three wins, three draws and two defeats so far this season. Sitting in ninth, they're just one place behind us. Um, they're on 12 points. But the thing I really want to highlight about that, about where they are in the league is they've only scored seven goals this season and they've conceded seven goals this season. Um, it's quite a low number. Uh, maybe it's the conceding you'd probably want to be that low, but not the scoring. Yeah, it's, it's quite consistent as well when you think about it. And I think they're really missing the potency of a, a Wilfred Zaha in the team the, you know you think if Wilfred Zaha was still with them they'd probably have another five or six goals under belts really because of the amount that he can create and score himself um, but again it, it's sort of the thing you come to expect from a Roy Hodgson team he's got them organised so that 
defensively they're quite solid. Um, and like we say, they're just missing that spearhead up front who's, who's who can bang in the goals. They've still got a lot of threat in their team. You know, you've got Eze on the wing, Lise. So that they've got a lot of, of, of threat there. They just haven't been able to find the back of the net properly. I think I missed out Ayu there as well, who can come in and, and, yeah. and play off the wing. Um, but, you know, like I say, it'll be, they'll, they'll be a team that come to St. James's on Saturday and try to keep everything tight and locked down and probably invite us to try and break them down, which we tend to struggle with if we have to have the ball. We're normally good at pressing on teams that have got the ball and, and getting our rewards that way. Um, but, yeah, it, it's... It's sort of like a um, sort of almost like a typical Palace sort of thing where they, they just grind out their results and they keep going and, and staying in the league every year. A lot like what we used to be like really a, a while ago now, but we're on to bigger and better things these days. Yeah, um, Chris, the, the fact that Palace, you know, they, they they do seem to like to just sit back and maybe try and nick one goal, you know, whenever they can. Um, not really want to play the game much um, is. The fact that they're a team that like to be, you know, have teams play against them and try and break them down, is that? I don't want to use the word concern, but is that something that kind of you think in the back of your head? We're not the best at that. I think we're improving, though. Um, I think maybe last season you, you could argue that case where some teams would come in and probably later on the season when we went through that patch of drawing a lot of games, and mm-hmm. um, a lot of teams did just come back and, and, and it was t- well eleven men behind the ball um, and just hopefully didn't concede. I think we're learning to adapt to that and as as the game weeks go on and, and obviously we're getting more experience of that because let's be honest, it was normally the show was on the year foot was us in that position. Yeah. Um, especially if you look on that, like so Rafa who would sit back, try and contain it then, then try and grab a goal or two and not really go for these high scoring games. Obviously it's the opposite now where the lads just want to score as many as they possibly can. <laughs> and do you know what it is? Like I said, I, I think we are improving at that and I, I think yes, teams may try that for, for a long period of the game but they have to score at the end of the day as well and it's always going to leave those spaces of course it is and I think we, we're we so fast on the break we can capitalise on that and whether that's down the left hand side with, with Gordon who's obviously back I believe for this game as well you've got Miggy on the right hand side that, that team's full of pace apart from the defence but you don't need to rely on the defence for that to get you further up the field but I just think teams can try it but there's always going to be a mistake and it's whether or not we capitalise on that and, and find those pockets of space. But honestly, they can try, but I've got confidence that we'll break teams down. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not writing Palace off and saying, oh, they're not going to attack us. So they're not, you know, they're just going to defend, defend, defend. I mean, they do have a, like Daryl's already alluded to a little bit, they do have a few players that can't hurt you. You know, yeah, they have lost Wilfred Zaha, but, you know, they were never a one-man team. Um, although he was the one who was getting most of their goals. But they, like Daryl said, they've got Elise, they've got Eze, uh, they've got Dukure, um, Franca, and you, it was Ayu you mentioned as well. One thing I do want to yeah. touch on, though, Daryl, <laughs> they've got a lot of injuries. Um, they've got a kind of extension on that training ground for a hospital ward at the minute. It does look like it. I think it's 11 players in total. I don't know if they're all first-teamers, but to run through the list, Daryl, you've got Eze, Ferguson, Elise, Lerma, Armada, Oliviera, Ward, Ducure, Schlupp, Rideweld, and Henderson. Five of those names have started seven mm. games at least this season. Big misses. Yeah, they'll be they'll be crucial misses, and you know it, it sort of makes a mockery of everything I was saying because if they're not available, then what's the what's the worry about really, isn't it? Um, but you know we we don't know if they might be back for this. I think obviously at this point we'll just have to class them as doubt. So 
there's yeah. every chance that a couple of those may return on Saturday. But if they don't return on Saturday, then really it's it's we're looking at a, a Palace team that's really there to be taken apart. Yeah, obviously we do do this before any of the press conferences, so we don't you know know uh, exactly who is or who isn't out. We just have to go off whatever information is available. When Scott, I think it's probably similar to, to, to what's happened with ourselves. I think the national breaks yeah. probably came at a great time for them as well, uh, because yeah. obviously we, we were backs against the wall with, with the injury list, and that was getting higher and higher. And um, obviously mentioned suspension that, that Gordon had on top of that as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's probably came at a good time, and it's 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 uh, it's going to be a toss of a coin, isn't it? Where a lot of those players which were mentioned, if they're going to make it. Um, yeah. I don't think they'll all be missing. I think there'll be one or two of them come back into, into the fold there. Like, but same for us. We've got a couple of players mm-hmm. coming back from injury too. Yeah, it's nice if we if we turn our attention to our injuries. Um, I looked at the list and I was like, oh, there's only three names on the list now. That's nice. You know, you've got Willick, who if you know is almost back, I think, as the uh the understanding, but I don't I don't think he's gonna be ready. Barnes, obviously, we all know about, and then I think the only other name really on there is Isak, who again was 50 50, and that was just because of I think he picked up something against uh, was it PSG? It wasn't PSG, was it? It was West Ham. Uh, mm. He picked up a little knock when when Wilson had to come on uh, towards. I oh, know it wasn't Wilson who came on because he was he wasn't even on the bench. Um, no, Darryl, it's, it's, on it's, at West Ham. Sorry, did he Wilson come on at West Ham? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we do have returning players, and we're expecting. Botman, Joe Linton, and obviously Anthony Gordon, who's back from suspension, all a feature in the side. Uh, we don't know if they'll get starts, but they'll definitely be, you know, in that, you know, that list of, well, the squad basically who is going to be playing there. Welcome returns. Oh, absolutely. I think, um, you know, I think, you know, Anthony Gordon's pretty much been our player of the season so far. So it'll be really great to see him back. Um, Sven Botman, we know what he brings to that defence. He brings. A level of calmness and, and control, and I have to use this opportunity to pay credit to Jamal Lascelles, who's coming and been a great substitution yeah. under study. While Botman's been out injured and he's done a tremendous job, but I think once Botman is back fit again, then unfortunately for Lascelles, he's going to have to drop out and make way for Botman, who is literally the first. Like, he's that first choice defensive partner for Fabian Shea. Um, and again, it's going to be really good to see Joel in back on the pitch as well. Um, if he is, of course, fully fit again. Um, I think his his return could time really well with the potential absence of a certain Italian midfielder for reasons still under investigation. We should add, um, but he could be missing on 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 Saturday. And I think Isaac probably just needed a fortnight's rest to be honest after the amount of games he yeah. played before the break. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but again, it, it's it's one of these where it, it's going to be interesting to see how Eddie Howe plays this out because it would be. I know we're not coming to lineups just yet, but I think that decision on who he plays up front in the middle is going to be interesting mm. given the games ahead. I think, do you know what it is? I think, I think we're going to have to address it straight away with the, with the Tonali situation. Um, that I think, yes, it's still an investigation, but he was taken out of that Italian squad because he wasn't in the right frame of mind and obviously the investigation yeah, and, and yeah. he was being questioned by police. Is he going to get thrown in? In this one, I, I don't think he will. No matter what happens, so. I'll be very, very surprised to see Tonali anywhere in that squad. Mm-hmm. I think Maybe given the I list of players that are available, sorry, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you, sorry, you sorry. look at you look at you know you've got, you've got Jolit and you've got Bruno, uh, Longstaff, Anderson. You know they they all they would all start above someone who hasn't trained all mm-hmm. week. Um, you know, I mean, I know Eddie Howe's alluded to that Tonali maybe hasn't had that many training sessions anyway since he's arrived, but 
you'd think with with the lack of training and also the the you know the mental strain of what's been going on, he's not going to be in any fit shape or form to. Well, then again, we can look at we can look at Ivan Tony. Ivan Tony played every single game right up until he did. Yeah. Until the, 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 the obviously yeah. the sentence came in that he, he's obviously going to be banned for. So so we don't know. It's I, I think mm-hmm. the decision is probably going to be a conversation between anyhow and Tonali. And if Tonali feels like he's in the right frame of mind to, to play, then he's going to feature somewhere in the squad. But it all comes yeah. down to that 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 mental ability and and how well he feels in himself to to put himself in that spotlight because we, we can't hide from it. The the, the spotlight is yeah. going to be shining on him. Yeah, it absolutely will. Um, I want to touch on something Chris that Daryl brought up uh, when he was talking about returning players, and that's Jamal Lascelles. Um, is it harsh on Jamal Lascelles if he just gets dropped instantly just because Botman's back? Or do you think um, it's, we're going to see a case what we saw with Bruno last season where he came back from his injury and he had to had to wait a couple of weeks before he got a start? Uh, Eddie Howe doesn't seem to be wanting to just drop a player for the sake of it. Or do you think Botman's just too good of a player? It's harsh, but it's no more harsh than, than Callum Wilson losing his spot. When, when his yeah. bagging goes in, no more harsh than, than the same with Isaac when he's scoring and, and Callum Wilson comes in. We've seen all with the wingers as well. Miggy was being dropped for a few games as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you pick your best players. Um, if Botman's fit, he starts. I, I don't think yeah. we're in a position now where we can be, be all like all, all loving with this and think, oh, well, Jamal Sells had a, a great couple of games and, and no, nothing taken away from him because he has. He's been great. On out yep. off the field, but if Botman's fit, he's a better player. He comes straight in. Got to be ruthless. Yes, yep. and especially with the amount of games we've got coming up as well. Obviously, we've got another game on the Wednesday, uh, which we will be doing a preview for that game. Um, I just want to touch on one last thing, and, and, and it comes to you know the strikers in Newcastle. I know Darrell, you've mentioned us a little bit, but you know we've got Isak and Wilson. Is it just a flip of the coin for which one starts? Because it doesn't matter and the other one will come on and score anyway. Is that kind of what we're on a bit of a mindset now? Or do you think it's Wilson is very much the Premier League start and then Isak is the, the Champions League striker for us at the moment when there's a game midweek coming up uh, on in these kind of timetables? Well, it is one of those, isn't it? I mean, we've seen it in, in the build-up to the last international break where it was a case of, Isaac was the Champions League striker and Wilson was used more in the Premier League. But when Wilson's fitness started to struggle, we just saw lots of Isaac and then just little bits of Wilson. Um, and I think we're quite fortunate and we're quite blessed in the fact that they're both in excellent form. They're both coming on the pitch and scoring goals for it. Um, and they both offer a different type of game as well. We know that Isaac's much more better with his feet and he can dribble and run at players. Whereas Wilson's the kind of player you want to put a ball in behind or you can swing a ball into the box and he can bully a defender or two because he's got that upper body strength. So we are quite blessed in that. And I think we've said it countless times before, and I'll say it again just for added effect. I'm glad it's not my headache and I'm glad it's Eddie Howe's headache to have. Absolutely. Um, We'll move on to our predictions. Um, But before we give you our predictions, we are back with a member's prediction. And we have a returning member this week. Uh, we have Shane from all the way over in, I think he said Brisbane in Australia is where he's from. I know I, I kind of jested that he's from Australia last time, but he definitely is. Um, here's Shane with his prediction. G'day guys, Shane here from Brisbane, Australia. With the Crystal Palace game, not really sure what's what the result's going to be, to be honest. Like... 
don't know too much about Palos, but I know that they're, you know, they're just below us. So, yeah, and the last few few results against them has been, uh, have been draws. So, yeah, maybe being at home, maybe like, I think we'll snatch it 1-0 maybe. And maybe like an early second half goal. Maybe to Gordon. I think Gordon might get on the, get on the score sheet, hopefully. And yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> there you have it, Chris. Second. <laughs> in a second. He's, I saw questions, was it? He's, he's put his name forward to do a, a preview for the game and went, I don't really know. <laughs> That's absolutely outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he did give us a prediction of 1-0, and, and thanks, Shane. I, I think because he's in Australia, he realised what time it was, and he's had to run out of his car <laughs> and do it at, like, 3 in the morning. I'm sure I could hear an indicator. He's had an indicator going as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thanks, Shane. Go back to bed, go back to bed Shane, and uh, we'll see you in the morning. Um, Chris, do you agree with the 1-0, or do you think it might be a bit of a different scoreline? Nah, I think we're going to get a couple, mate. Um, I, I can't see us conceding. I really can't. Um, we're, we're being pretty solid. Um, obviously, Botman being back, that's going to help that situation if he does start. I think with, with Gordon starting again, you could see against West Ham that we not we didn't struggle without Gordon, but you could tell there was a massive was void yeah. on that left-hand side. There really was, because Gordon just... When Gordon's on the field... Everybody else matches his work level, the do, and yeah. he doesn't stop at all. So, similar to Miggy on the other side, but Gordon's got something about him. I've said this loads of times that he still looks like he's got a point to prove, and that's working in our favor because he just he's enjoying his football at the minute. And it's, it's honestly, it's a joy to see that he's smiling, playing football again because he's loving every second and every, every blade of grass that he runs across. He's absolutely buzzing with it. and I think with him starting, that'll get us up the field a hell of a lot more times than what it would if, if he wasn't starting. So I think I'm going to go for another few, you know. I think it'll be 3-0. And I think it'll be a dominant performance. I don't think we'll see much of Palace. Mm. Well, he has hoping. I'll take that. <laughs> um, Daryl, what's your predictions, mate? Well, I'm almost very similar there, Chris. Actually, I think, you know, we... we really should have too much for Palace and we should be able to control that game and dominate it as well. We should be able to really impose ourselves on them. And I don't think I would even go as far as what happened to Sheffield United because that was an exceptional set of circumstances. But I think we can get two or three. Now, I'm going to go with Chris and I'm going to go with the 3-0 as well. I think the, the back the back five is just solid at the minute and yeah. they've all had a, apart from Kieran Tripp, yeah, but they've all had a, a fairly decent rest and a lot of those lads will be fully refreshed coming into this game on Saturday. I think we'll be right up for it. Um, and I also think they might want to avenge what happened the last time Crystal Palace came here with that Joe Willett goal that was never given when it should have been. Or it should have been at least a penalty to us because he got a right shot yeah. back for it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think there's a lot of work there and I think we should be okay against Palace. Now I'm going to go with a 3 now. Well, um, I suppose... I'm not going to go 3-0, um, but I think I think we will keep a clean sheet. Um, I'm going to go for a 2-0 win. I think I think he's a spot on with what you're saying about Gordon. I think he's, he probably will end up getting his goal. That you know, he's been trying to bang. He's been banging on the door for. I know he has scored this season, but he should be scoring more. Um, you know, Chris, he said he's got that point to prove. I think 
he'll have a bigger point to prove now he's back from suspension. He'll be wanting to kind of prove that, you know, you do miss me when I'm not here. So, yeah, I think 2-0. I think Gordon and let's go Isak with a goal um, to make it nine for the season, which is unreal at this point oh. of the season to have a striker on nine goals. Um, what do you think the score is going to be? Let us know in the comments below. Um, boys, before we wrap this one up, does anybody have anything they want to add uh, for this preview? I think I think we might have to to look at how close knit that the, these group of players are and what Eddie Howe has done to this football club. I think with the the, the ongoing investigations with Tenali as well, obviously we'll be back in training this week around the lads as well. Maybe that might work in our favour as well. You know, um, I know obviously long term it's not going to because I think we all know what may be happening to to Sandro Tenali and and obviously his suspension coming his way. But I think the lads might might rally together and and, and we'll get that extra extra amount of percent out of a performance as well because of that reason as well. It might sound ridiculous I'm even suggesting that, but I think it's that siege mentality which we'll have now as a football club and I think we'll have a point to prove as a team as well. It's funny you mentioned yeah, think... that, Chris, because, um, sorry, Scott, it's, it's funny no, you mentioned it because um, we have to remember that Kieran Trippier was once charged with betting like offences while, while playing and while it's probably not on the same sort of scale or level is what Tonali's gone through. We already saw as soon as, it, when we saw on Tonali's welcome video and, and Kieran went straight in there to have a word with him and welcome him to the club and all that, there's probably going to be a, a really bit, a bit of a forged relationship developing there where Trippier can give some advice to Tonali, whether or not it's on how to deal with it or how to conduct himself whilst things are going on. And Chris is absolutely right. There's going to be a togetherness within the squad and they're really going to be, it is a band of brothers, isn't it? You know, mm -hmm. it's a it's a full-on band of brothers and I think they'll be right behind each other and that can only be good for us. As, it's a galvanisation of, of the squad together. It's only good it's, for us. Do you know what it is though? Like, I know this is a whole different video in itself, but just a final point on the, the Tanari situation. It must be tough for him. Um, it, it has to be. Obviously, he's moved to a new country. He doesn't speak the language. Um, obviously, adapting to the Premier League as well. Admitted that he's got a gambling addiction as well, uh, and now with the possible suspension coming his way, it's gonna be difficult for him. It really is. There's nothing worse than a player being being sidelined, but whether that's through injury or whatever else it may be. But watching your teammates play football week in week out, that's damaging for for anybody's mental health. Of course, it is. Um, nothing like that's without even looking at anything else, which I've just mentioned. Um, so it's gonna be difficult, but. He's in the right place for this football club, the way it's being run at the moment. You'll get all the help that he needs um, and all the support that he needs as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the other thing to remember is it's not just a ban of playing. Um, he's not going to be able to do anything football-related if he's banned anything like Ivan Tony's. So, you know, he'll be watching them play week in, week out, but he won't be able to kind of turn up at the training ground on, you know, on that Monday morning and, you know, help the lads, you know, galvanise them and, and even further and support them. It's going to be from a distance. It's going to be... You know, away from Newcastle United, um, where he's going to have to be. I'd imagine he'd probably go back to Italy and spend a lot of his time over there. Um, I don't think he would, you know, I'd, it depends on what the club wanted to do, but I would imagine he would stay here. Again, though, it's for another video for another time, I think, and we, we could talk about that all night. Um, we'll wrap this one up. Uh, yeah, like I said before, let us know in the comments your predictions for this one. Do you think it'll be a 3-0? Do you think it'll be 2-0? Do you think it'll be 1-0? Uh, I'm just going through the predictions that we've given you today. Or do you think it'll be completely different? Like I said, let us know in the comments below. If you like this sort of stuff, 
please scroll down from this video and hit the little thumbs up button. It gets this video into the hands of other Newcastle and Crystal Palace fans. Um, if you want to go one step further, you can hit the little subscribe button and the notification bell, once you hit that, becomes available. Give that a press and you'll be notified when new videos go live on the channel. And if you want to go even further than that, you can become a member. It's $2.99 or $4.99 a month. You can pick what you want to pay and that gets you early access to videos, exclusive access to videos as well. You also get access to the Telegram group and the Discord servers. Um yeah, we have a video that's just gone live this evening just for our members where uh, myself, Chris, Daryl, Ian and Joe from Canny Chatter and other videos um, have jumped onto the new EAFC24 and we've set up our own little Gallagher Shots Club. Um, and yeah, if Daryl could pick the right colour kits, it would have been a lovely video. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Give it a watch if you remember because uh, it is a good one. Um also, obviously, coming up, we'll have a reaction to the Palace game. Always Smiling Faces podcast will be back on Monday. Uh, Candy Chatter was out on Friday, gone, uh, and there should be a... We're thinking of doing a, a special live episode next week because um, I'm over in Newcastle for the Dortmund game. And then, um, yeah, there'll be a preview for set Dortmund game coming up as well for you. So plenty of content to keep you busy over these cold autumn days because it's turned a bit cold outside it seems to have just a, a, a switch has been flicked and it's went from okay to let's get the let's get the woolly coats out um boys i don't know i've got a woolly coat i don't know where that goes <laughs> um, boys it's been a pleasure thanks lads and thank you for Cheers, watching man. we'll see you all in the next one bye 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 Podcast Network.